Hello everyone and welcome to the Real Women Speaking Out podcast. I am your host, Katina Davenport from Lattes and Mama Tees Boutique, where we sell inspirational t-shirts and mugs. You can shop online at lattesandmamas.com. So this is episode four of the podcast. I'm going to talk about marriage today and how to have a loving marriage. This is marriage basics, more of like a marriage 101. And I will share some insight from my own marriage. So stay tuned. So before I get into the basics of marriage and how to have a loving marriage, um, I just want to share some research that I found from Pew Research, P-E-W, Research. And it says 50% of adults are married. 80% of couples are headed to divorce in the early years, which is four to five years. And many people nowadays that are getting involved in relationships with people are fearing marriage. They don't want to be a part of the statistics. And I think now the divorce rate, the overall divorce rate is around 53%. So they're thinking, okay, well, I'm not going to get married. And it's not the institution of marriage that's broken, but it's the people that get married. No one is completely perfect, of course. And there are things that people come with. They come with a lot of baggage. They come with environmental um, differences from each other. When I say environmental, I mean home. It could be um, where they where they have lived. Um, for instance, my husband grew up in Detroit. I grew up in Detroit, but I moved out to the suburbs um, when I was in fifth grade. So that kind of shifted my focus and my mindset. Whereas my husband was in Detroit and his mindset is a little bit different than mine and so marriage is a choice so it's important to choose wisely there are many non-negotiables in marriage like uh, one of them that I've had was I didn't want my husband to have any children or my future husband to have any children mental health issues I wanted him to be a Christian at that time. I wanted him to have a great job and be willing to work out differences. I think it's very important for individuals to have non-negotiables before they get married. And many times people have this long list. I just had a list of a couple of things that I didn't want to um my part I didn't want my partner to have before we got married. Let me be perfectly honest. This is my second marriage and my first marriage was horrible. It didn't last long. I got out of the marriage. Well, I separated myself from the marriage um, nine months into it and We were finally divorced about a year and a half later. Well, a total of a year and a half. We were married all together. But anyway, when I got 
married again. I really wasn't expecting to get married. And uh, like I mentioned before, I did have some non-negotiables because of the things that I experienced. And I knew what to look out for. Uh, When I got married, I was very naive. I was very brand new to relationships. I didn't have a whole lot of them. And unfortunately, I fell victim to someone who was just not right, right for me. And I wasn't right for him. Um, It wasn't a mutual thing. I got out of there because of abuse. I definitely did not want to be abused. And, you know, that was one of my other non-negotiables. And uh, when my husband and I met each other, uh, we met each other through church. And, you know, we were friends first. He actually met me when I was pregnant with my first child I didn't know that we would end up married um, a couple years later and you know things began to go very very smoothly and I noticed how this man was loving me and I felt totally loved you know he was very helpful he was very attentive to anything that I was saying and you know, vice versa. We were both helping each other. It wasn't anything that was, when I say helping each other, we weren't helping each other financially. I had that part set. Um, I had my own job. I had my own money. But what he was doing was just helping me. um, One of the things he was doing was helping me get back and forth to work. You know, I didn't have a car at that time. And a couple months later, I ended up with one. But, um, Yeah, we had a very, very good communication. We had very good communication. We spent a lot of quality time with each other, getting to know each other, talking about what happened to me in the past, talking about what happened to him in the past and how we can move forward. We had plans and, you know, we moved forward with getting married. And once we got married, things began to fizzle down. We had a baby right after we got married. And that kind of put a damper on a lot of things. What I was noticing, it felt like the love was going away. And it felt like that on his part as well, that we both weren't loving each other the way that we had loved each other while we were dating. So when you get married, love becomes a choice. The beginning stages of love happens when you're dating and you have the emotions and the euphoric feelings and those are the beginnings of love. But when you get married and you get settled down, that's when real love comes in because you have to choose to love that person in the ways that you love them while you were dating. So. These are some tips that I want to share, and you've probably already heard them. Here's some tips I want to share with you on how to have more love in your marriage. You have probably already heard about the five love languages by Gary Chapman. I had, and I sort of glanced over them in articles 
I found out what the five love languages were without reading the book, my husband as well. So I remember my husband coming to me and telling me that he wanted me to um, affirm him more. One of the things that I did while we were dating, I had this little nickname for him. And, you know, I called him um, Bo, which was French for handsome, which is French for handsome. And he wanted me to continue to do things like that. And I was like, you know, I said something really disrespectful. And I'm going to tell you what I said. I said, if you don't feel validated on your own, then what is the use of me validating you? That was very disrespectful. And he was telling me how he wanted me to love him. One of his love language languages is affirmations and he likes to hear good things he likes to hear he's appreciated that he is welcome um that his work is good and and things like that so um I was refusing to give that to him I learned that from my mom you know kudos to her she was a very very good mother but some of the things that she taught me was kind of wrong and she told me about being validated within myself, that nobody's going to validate you and you have to feel confident within yourself. So I kind of translated that when he was telling me that he needed to, I felt that he needed to be able to feel confident within himself, that I couldn't give him the confidence that he needed, but that's not true because there are men that wants to be built up and there, there are men that need to hear and thank you. A simple thank you, a simple uh, you're welcome, or I appreciate what you did for me, things of that nature. And so, yeah, I was disrespectful, didn't want to give that to him. Or when I said that, I was being disrespectful. And later on, after I began to read the book, Five Love Languages, I had to apologize and eat my words because no man should ever have to hear their wife tell them what I said to them. And it is a miracle that he's still sticking around because I know it hurt his feelings. It hurt him deeply. So I had to change the way that I was thinking about that and humbly apologize. And, you know, part of our marriage is forgiveness. Part of a good marriage is forgiving each other when you guys hurt each other. So that was forgiveness is the foundation of our marriage. We said we were going to forgive each other no matter what. And I am so happy that he did forgive me. And we came to amends and we came to reconcile that part of our marriage so that we can move forward and he can have those words of affirmation. So that's just one of the things that has happened and transpired in my marriage So the tip is actually reading that book together, going through the five love languages and learning about your love language. I essentially learned about my own love language and I didn't know this for a long time. I didn't recognize this as a love language. My primary love language is um, acts of service. I like to be helped and You know, with all the things that I do on a daily basis, homeschooling, running a business, um, taking care of my disabled nephew, 
taking care of a household, being the nurse, being the janitor, being all of these different things, I actually needed a little bit more help. And I didn't want him to do all of my housework. That's not what I wanted. But I wanted him to do specific things that would actually help me to feel like I was loved. And when I began to tell him the there were like four specific things that he can work on right now, he said, I have never dated someone or even been with someone who had a love language like yours. It was an eye opening for him as well. It was for me. So now he's taking the time and the opportunity to say, hey, here's a list of four things that I can do right now for the next month or two to show her that I love her. And these includes includes projects around the house, things that we need to get done around the house. I actually told him one day, I said, man, you're putting together this desk that is so sexy to me. And, and I felt good about that because he was completing something. And there were times in our marriage that he wouldn't complete anything. You know, I would say, honey, I need for you to clean this corner of the basement, throw these things out, and it would take months for him to do it. So the both of us were coming to a conclusion about our primary love language. And we appreciate all of the love languages um, that are mentioned in the book, you know, which is physical touch and acts of service, quality time. The other one is affirmation and the Fifth one is giving gifts. And those five love languages are all a part of what makes a really, really good relationship, a good marriage. But when we deal with the primary ones and then all the other ones come along, you know, it makes everything complete. So I would advise as a new couple to dive deep into that book and make sure you understand your love language Make sure you understand your, your spouse's love language and give them the love that they need so that they can feel fulfilled and want to actually stay in the marriage. No one wants to hear divorce, talks of divorce where divorce is on the table. No one wants to hear those type of things. And that, I'm not saying that's what we're going through, but no one wants to hear that type of things. And no one wants to have those type of thoughts of, I'm going to seek what I need outside of our marriage. No one wants to know that a spouse is thinking those things. So I would avoid to avoid those type of thoughts and those type of actions, that type of speak as as far as divorce. Make sure you read Five Love Language by Gary Chapman. And, you know, everything is updated now uh, for the times that we are living in. So I think the the book goes through, um, you know, just some of the things that we experience online, you know, and things that will very, that will, will resonate with you very, very much. Also, as a woman, I would suggest reading this one book that I have. It's called um, For Women Only. And the author is Shantae. Shanti Feldman, Feldhan. I think I'm saying that right. So make sure you get that as well. It will give you some deeper insights as to what your man is thinking. And we all want to know what our man is thinking. It will help you to understand the five love languages even more.
So make sure you get those two books. And there is a component for men and it's called for men only. And he will understand the mind of his wife by reading that book. Well, that's the podcast for today. I certainly hope this will give you some inspiration on how to have more love in your marriage and just getting down to the basics of marriage. So this is Katina Davenport with Real Women Speaking Out from Lattes and Mama Tea's Boutique where I sell inspirational t-shirts and mugs for women. You can shop online at lattesandmamas.com. And don't forget, you can leave comments on YouTube. You can leave comments for me on Twitter, as well as Facebook and look for Lattes and Mamas. I will see you guys in another episode.